Hey dads, a few weeks ago, something totally unexpected happened to me. The key to my sedan fell apart in my hand when I started the ignition. Well, that experience reminded me that little things can have big consequences. Have you ever thought about how seemingly insignificant things can play a role in the lives of people and even in the course of history? In Moses' day, God chose to use a rod as a symbol of authority. In David's time, it was a small, smooth stone. And what did the Lord Jesus use to show his disciples it really was him, whom they knew was crucified three days earlier, standing there before them? Didn't he show them the print of the nails in his hands and his feet? In this episode, you're going to hear about how a few small things made a big difference for some people, including how a spider helped a king win freedom for his nation. And I hope that this episode will also encourage you to do one simple, small thing to instruct and inspire your children to live for God's glory. Through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Hi friends, welcome to the Treasure Box Books Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Ching, a redeemed child of God, happy husband and homeschooling dad, and lifelong lover of good books. Fellow Dad, are you eager to fill your children's hearts with truth and faith and wisdom and courage? Do you long to build growing, lasting, God-centered relationships with your family? If you're ready to inspire and equip your children to walk with God by learning and living together, then come join us on our journey, and let's go find the treasures in books. In previous episodes, we've talked about the importance of reading books other than the Bible and about the value in reading stories. And today, we're going to do just that. I'm going to play two samplings from the first full-length audiobook I've finished recording, 50 Famous Stories Retold by James Baldwin. This book contains stories that are part of the lore of Western civilization. They're time tested stories. Now, these stories aren't necessarily precise in their historical accuracy, but they are tales that have inspired generations of young people, young men especially, to great thoughts and great deeds. Fifty Famous Stories Retold introduces readers and listeners to characters whose names you probably will recognize and some you might not, including Alexander the Great. Julius Caesar, Alfred the Great, Sir Humphrey Gilbert, Democles, Horatio, Cincinnatus, Mayor Whittington, and one you'll hear about in today's episode, Robert the Bruce. So from 50 Famous Stories Retold, I've selected two stories for you to enjoy and to whet your appetite for the rest of the book. In the first story, you're going to hear How a Spider Helped a King Win Freedom for His Nation. You'll also get to hear a story about some men whose wisdom led them to act foolish, to rescue themselves and their neighbors from an angry, vengeful, 
King. I hope you and your children enjoy these stories today. Samples from the book Fifty Famous Stories Retold by James Baldwin. Bruce and the Spider. There was once a king of Scotland whose name was Robert Bruce. He had need to be both brave and wise, for the times in which he lived were wild and rude. The king of England was at war with him, and had led a great army into Scotland to drive him out of the land. Battle after battle had been fought. Six times had Bruce led his brave little army against his foes. And six times had his men been beaten, and driven into flight. At last, his army was scattered, and he was forced to hide himself in the woods and in lonely places among the mountains. One rainy day, Bruce lay on the ground under a rude shed, listening to the patter of the drops on the roof above him. He was tired and sick at heart, and ready to give up all hope. It seemed to him that there was no use for him to try to do anything more. As he lay thinking, he saw a spider over his head, making ready to weave her web. He watched her as she toiled slowly and with great care. Six times she tried to throw her frail thread from one beam to another, and six times it fell short. "Poor thing," said Bruce. "You too." Know what it is to fail. But the spider did not lose hope with the sixth failure. With still more care, she made ready to try for the seventh time. Bruce almost forgot his own troubles as he watched her swing herself out upon the slender line. Would she fail again? No. The thread was carried safely to the beam and fastened there. I too will try a seventh time," cried Bruce. He arose and called his men together. He told them of his plans and sent them out with messages of cheer to his disheartened people. Soon there was an army of brave Scotchmen around him. Another battle was fought, and the King of England was glad to go back into his own country. I have heard it said that after that day, no one by the name of Bruce would ever hurt a spider. The lesson which the little creature had taught the king. Was never forgotten. Other wise men of Gotham. One day, news was brought to Gotham that the king was coming that way, and that he would pass through the town. This did not please the men of Gotham at all. They hated the king, for they knew that he was a cruel, bad man. If he came to their town, they would have to find food and lodging for him and his men, and if he saw anything that pleased him, he would be sure to take it for his own. What should they do? They met together to talk the matter over. Let us chop down the big trees in the woods, so that they will block up all the roads that lead into the town," said one of the wise men. "Good," said all the rest. 
So they went out with their axes, and soon all the roads and paths to the town were filled with logs and brush. The king's horsemen would have a hard time of it getting into Gotham. They would either have to make a new road, or give up the plan altogether and go on to some other place. When the king came and saw that the road had been blocked up, he was very angry. Who chopped those trees down in my way? he asked of two country lads that were passing by. The men of Gotham, said the lads. Well, said the king, go and tell the men of Gotham that I shall send my sheriff into their town and have all their noses cut off. The two lads ran to the town as fast as they could and made known what the king had said. Everybody was in great fright. The men ran from house to house, carrying the news, and asking one another what they should do. "'Our wits have kept the king out of the town,' said one, "'and so now our wits must save our noses.' "'True, true,' said the others. "'But what shall we do?' Then one, whose name was Dobbin, and who was thought to be the wisest of them all, said, "'Let me tell you something. "'Many a man has been punished because he was wise, "'but I have never heard of any one being harmed because he was a fool. "'So when the king's sheriff comes, let us all act like fools.' "'Good, good,' cried the others. "'We will all act like fools.' "'It was no easy thing for the king's men to open the roads.' And while they were doing it, the king grew tired of waiting and went back to London. But very early one morning, the sheriff, with a party of fierce soldiers, rode through the woods and between the fields toward Gotham. Just before they reached the town, they saw a queer sight. The old men were rolling big stones up the hill, and all the young men were looking on and grunting very loudly. The sheriff stopped his horses and asked what they were doing. "'We are rolling stones uphill to make the sun rise,' said one of the old men. "'You foolish fellow,' said the sheriff. "'Don't you know that the sun will rise without any help?' "'Ah, will it?' said the old man. "'Well, I never thought of that.' How wise you are! And what are you doing? said the sheriff to the young men. Oh, we do the grunting while our fathers do the working, they answered. I see, said the sheriff. Well, that is the way the world goes everywhere. And he rode on toward the town. He soon came to a field where a number of men were building a stone wall. What are you doing? he asked. "'Why, master,' they answered, "'there is a cuckoo in this field, "'and we are building a wall around it "'so as to keep the bird from straying away.' "'You foolish fellows,' said the sheriff, "'don't you know that the bird will fly over the top of your wall "'no matter how high you build it?' "'Why, no,' they said. "'We never thought of that. "'How very wise you are.' The sheriff next met a man who was carrying a door on his back. "'What are you doing?' he asked. "'I have just started on a long journey,' said the man. "'But why do you carry that door?' asked the sheriff. 
I left my money at home. Then why didn't you leave the door at home too? I was afraid of thieves. And you see, if I have the door with me, they can't break it open and get in. You foolish fellow, said the sheriff. It would be safer to leave the door at home and carry the money with you. Ah, would it though? said the man. Now, I never thought of that. You are the wisest man that I ever saw. Then the sheriff rode on with his men, but every one that they met was doing some silly thing. Truly, I believe that the people of Gotham are all fools, said one of the horsemen. That is true, said another. It would be a shame to harm such simple people. Let us ride back to London and tell the king all about them, said the sheriff. Yes, let us do so, said the horseman. So they went back and told the king that Gotham was a town of fools. And the king laughed and said that if that was the case, he would not harm them, but would let them keep their noses. I do hope you've enjoyed these stories, Bruce and the Spider, and other wise men of Gotham. To hear the remaining 48 stories in this audiobook, head on over to our store at refreshpublishing.com. Both of these stories come from my reading of 50 Famous Stories Retold, which is on sale through December 15th, along with a few other products. And while you're on the website, go ahead and subscribe to our newsletter so you can be made aware of new releases. And dads, did you catch that one simple, small thing you can do to instruct and inspire your children? Tell them time-tested stories. If you heard something helpful today or feel better equipped to lead your family, maybe you have a friend who could benefit from this episode too. Don't keep it to yourself. Hit share in your podcast app or take a screenshot of this episode and share it with a friend. Or just post a link on Facebook to treasureboxbooks.com and let your friends know that this episode might encourage them. You can find any links and resources mentioned today on the episode page linked below or just head over to treasureboxbooks.com and sign up to get our newsletter to keep you informed about future episodes and product releases. And if you've got a book recommendation or experience or idea you'd like to share with other dads, send me an email. My address is nathan at treasureboxbooks.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until we meet again, keep leading your family to find the treasures in books.